This is the Freedom Ring. Oh, what a show we're going to have. The CDC apparently lied. Hey, there's a shocker. Uh, Some other headlines we're going to get to. There's a... uh, I don't know if we're going to get to the concert series or not. What's the... uh, The state of Missouri actually has a clue. Oh, yeah. Good news coming out of the state of Missouri. Yeah, and, very good uh, news. A bunch of other headlines that the mainstream media is not touching. Stick around for that. But as uh, as we do on every other show, start with a moment of faith. Because with so much wrong being committed around the world, when is justice actually going to be served? That is the word that I uh, wanted to elaborate on this morning, justice. So I found in Psalm uh, Psalms um, 106, verse 3, Blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Let me say that again. Blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Um, none of us do righteousness at all times. Uh, that's part of the reason we <laughs> we go to church is to uh, repent and uh, try to cleanse ourselves. And, uh, you know, that's what we're human beings. We're all sinners, unfortunately. But it should be what we aim for. And the closer we are with our individual relationship uh, with God, the easier it is to be as righteous as you possibly can. And the more of us that are doing that, the better off this world, country, communities, families will be for it. And the more successful we're, we'll be at ridding the world of uh, the, the, the evil influencers who are trying to tear it to shreds. But until then, um, it sickens us to, to watch it happen, you know, um, to watch the headlines and to see these people that unfortunately have these huge platforms and they're very influential positions that they have found themselves in and as we try to do the right thing and we see the evildoers of society tearing things down and again we're not perfect but that's that's why we repent um and then i also found in romans 12 verse 19 beloved never uh, avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay, says the Lord. And I read that, and I'm... uh, Let our collective good rise and drown their evil and know that God is going to handle them the way that only he can. And we just have to uh, stay true to what we know is good and getting getting God back in schools, getting uh, God back into families, uh, families back together. Letting moms be moms and not being ashamed of it. Letting dads be dads and getting them back involved in the family. Most important, let kids be kids and enjoy their innocence for as long as possible. And then uh, turn the evil of society over to God. And uh, it's it's not our position. Also, what we should really do, correct me if I'm wrong, if you see something different, Bill. Stay in our lane. Do what we know what we're supposed to be doing. Share it with as many people as possible mm-hmm. and um, let God handle it. Absolutely. And uh, sometimes it's like, God, are you seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's seeing it all. He sees it all. He's, he's aware. And uh, thankfully, we've got someone on our side that sees it all and he's doing something about it. His name is Michael Hamilton from Cornerstone Attorney. You might be familiar with his partner's name, Thomas Renz. Uh, they're both part of uh, America's Frontline Doctors legal team. First of all, I commend you on everything you're doing, Michael. Thank you for joining us this morning. Are you there? Thank you, Matt. Yes. 
And uh, we've got so much to talk about. Um, there's the latest Pfizer data dump. And I don't even really know where to start this morning because there's so much information out there. And I assume that a lot of people are up on it as we try to be. And because to me, it's almost at this point, it's almost like a common sense issue. But there are so many people that still have their head in their sand in the sand. Um, What does the average person, the average person that still is not on board with the this evil BS that we're being spoon fed in the mainstream media? What what do they need to hear? Can you say it in layman's terms to try to get someone on board that, that that's still being misled out of fear? Oh man, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, to me, it seems like anybody who is still being misled out of fear is almost doing it willfully. I, I, it's it's so incredible that this Pfizer data dump could could be news at this point, but. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to mainstream media, please keep on listening to the podcast, but stop, for God's sake, stop listening to mainstream media. Because, because this, this data dump comes as no surprise to you or to me or to anybody who's been paying attention. But it comes as a surprise to people who have been following mainstream media, and it's, it's, it's really, really sad. And let me let me also say, Matt, that I I really appreciate your word of faith. I think about the the verse in Micah that says, "God has showed us what is good, and what God requires of us, which is to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God." And so that that's a that's a really good word for us. I mean, um, the Pfizer data dump is probably very, very understated. I mean, I think about the fact that the data dump indicates that 1,200 or so people died within 30 days, or yeah, within like 28 days maybe of taking the vaccine. But we already know from Tom and I had a whistleblower who uh, did some did some digging and a person who whose job is to uh, Basically, dig into the medical records and look for medical look for medical fraud in Medicaid. That's that's what they've been doing for 20 years. And so they created some algorithms and did some searching and found out that um, the CDC has been understating well that that uh, in VAERS, which is the system that reports adverse events mm-hmm. related to vaccines that the number was being understated by a factor of five. Jeez, oh, man. And at at the time they they were looking into that, they said about 9,000 people had died within three days of taking the vaccine. And the mainstream media not touching any of it. Yeah, and and the number was was five times higher than that. It was at least 40,000 people at that time within three days. And we know the number goes up over time. So by the time you get out to a month, it's much, much higher. And that was months ago. We know the number's higher than that now. So, for, for the, the the data dump is is even the amount that's been dumped is probably not even scratching the surface of what's happened. 
Now, have somewhere in the, uh, the towards the beginning of the Pfizer data dump, the latest anyway, because this is the third batch of data that's been dumped, right? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the hepatitis outbreak is hepatitis one of the side effects of the Pfizer jab that's not being covered in mainstream media. Well, it certainly appears to be. I, you know, I'm not a doctor, and but. But I pay attention to those who know what they're talking about, and Dr. McCullough has certainly dug into this. Um, and he's one of our expert witnesses in, in the case in the Northern District of Alabama where we've sued the CDC, we've sued Biden, we've sued Fauci, we've sued the DHHS, the FDA, uh, the WHO. I mean, all the alphabet letters. We, we've, we've sued them all, and I, I, I have a great amount of respect for Dr. McCullough. Right. And he's talking about this hepatitis outbreak. And if he's talking about it, I think we should be paying attention. And I think I heard on a good report this morning that Dr. Malone has uh, deemed the the pandemic officially over. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard Dr. Malone's, uh, you know, I, him saying that. I, I heard Fauci say that the other day. I, I would say from where I sit, there was never a pandemic. Right. It's just been a scam, a, a scaredemic, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, it, it, it was planned. It's been there to scare people. It was clearly, um, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a tyrannical act. To, 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 I mean, when they shut down, they, uh, Tom Renz sued his health department and his governor in his state. I did the same in my state. It was very clear that they were... <laughs> They were um, attacking places where people gather together to talk about ideas and truth. They were shutting down the houses of worship. They were shutting down bars. They were shutting down restaurants and you know and, and, and gymnasiums. Anywhere people might gather to speak to each other and just talk and visit. They were shutting those places down, but they weren't shutting down the Walmarts. They, but they were making you wear a mask in Walmart. And it was clear that the mask had nothing to do with health. It was just to make, it was just to isolate us in public. So how um, have, have lawsuits begun for employees who were wrongfully terminated because their company mandated the experimental jab? And, and if they have or have not, how much can they go for? Let's start with have those lawsuits begun first. So the lawsuits have begun. I, I've, I'm, I'm aware of a, a good number of lawsuits that have begun because employees were terminated uh, for, for refusing to take the jab. Now, uh, the second question you asked, how much can they go for, that's, that, that answer is just a little bit more complex because it depends on the, on, the, on the situation. It depends on how long somebody's been working and whether they have a contract. And there are, just, there are a number of factors that play into that. So that there's, there's not an answer that, that's a one-size-fits-all. So if I may, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not—I don't want to just limit this or diminish the importance of the medical industry because we know that the people, the doctors and nurses, and people that walked, the medical professionals that walked away from their careers because they refused to get the jab. Um, yeah. But there's other there's other lines of work that were affected. Myself as well. People in the media that yeah. were instructed by the corporations that own their particular te- television or um, or radio station 
Um, and then there's, you know, all sorts of jobs, restaurants, and you know, I mean, you can apply any line of work. Everyone's been affected by this. Yep. Who, how do we go about a lawsuit against our former employer? Well, the first thing you have to do is find an attorney who has a, a strong patriotic bent. You've got to be equally yoked, if I if I can use that term, with 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 somebody who believes in um, who's a who's a fighter for justice. And I look at this and I say, well, you know, these there are a lot of attorneys out there who just. They don't get it. They don't care. They got vaccinated. They wore the mask to Kroger. They 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 behave like sheep. Don't hire that attorney. Um, that's that's step number one. Mm-hmm. Don't hire somebody who wore a mask to Kroger or Walmart. So do your research and make sure you got the right patriotic attorney. Yep, and then it's it's and then we we get into state law questions. We you know it's. And there's, I can't, I can't give advice on on this show in a way that would be meaningful to folks because not only is it does it depend on the, the situation, but it depends on the state and the state law. But I'm working in other states with attorneys from those states uh, in, in a pro hoc vitae kind of way, which means. Um, I'm allowed to practice a particular case in a state where I'm not licensed, right. as long as I have another attorney there who is licensed. So, um, it's 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 just a question of finding the right attorney who understands the issues and is willing to step into the gap for you. Okay. So uh, find the right attorney, research your your individual state law, and um, I guess you have to do those first two steps before you you move on. But uh, my, my important. And what I would also tell people is, you know, make make notes, journal what's happened. Um, that's that's in, that's in, that's going to be an important piece of evidence later um, for you to have written down and taken notes about the things that actually took place in your case. Documentation. And then connect with an attorney. Connect with me or Tom Renz or somebody um, who who is in this fight. I, I've I've given up my entire private practice. <laughs> um, I was getting a little tongue-tied there. I've given up my entire private practice, and fighting medical tyranny is all that I do now. Wow. I commend you, um, man. That is, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I, when this thing happened, I, I, I met with I met Tom Renz. I was looking at it, and I was saying, man, something needs to be done here. And I, I ran into Tom Renz, and he was doing things. And I never... Even once asked myself, should I be doing this? I, I, I said to myself, how could I not do this? Right. And I, and I stepped into it. I withdrew from all my private cases, and uh, and this is all I do. So this is basically, it's a state-by-state issue. You're going to have to do your own little bit of research. Um, when I was first told that I might be losing my career over this, I was just overcome with the sense of evil. Yeah. And yeah. W- what what would force a corporation to even buy into this? I mean, is it because they were being kicked back financially from the government to help push it? 
there's no question that there are financial kickbacks. They're going on all the time. There's, and, and I, I will also say this. Um, I, I believe that we are in a spiritual war and that, and that this, what we see in, in real time is uh, it, it's spiritual warfare. I mean, we are in a spiritual battle. And so when you ask a question like, what, what would cause a corporation to do this? I would say, um, if you understand that evil is involved, then you have a sense of, um, of, of I don't know, what the, where this is coming from. But, but if you believe it's a spiritual war, then you should also understand, anybody listening should understand that it's already been won. The, the battle was won at the cross. Right. And it's, but we have, a, we have work to do. And so, you know, we can say, well, it's already been won, but that doesn't mean we can sit back and do nothing. Right. We have to let it play out still. Yeah, it has to play out, and, and we have we have jobs to do. And, you know, and, and it's our job to be faithful and to step into the gap where God leads us to do so. And that's, that's what I'm doing. Well, I commend you. I mean, Absolutely. what you're doing is uh, to give up your entire uh, private practice. That's, that's incredible. I, I did not know that when we went into the interview. So I'm kind of uh, just <laughs> set back for a second going, whoa, you're giving up everything for this. Uh, well, and you did too. Uh, well, I did, I guess. But uh, for him to represent other people, and I guess we're kind of, uh, I kind of puts me in an uncomfortable position here to acknowledge that. But um, we know that the the world is inundated with evil right now. I, I don't know if it's a you know 100 a population control thing. Uh, I know that plays a part in it. Um, Satan has to be a part of that. Uh, and I just you know I refuse to call people stupid because they're not on board yet. I'm just wondering what it's going to take to to wake people up. Are they so? Are they so indoctrinated by watching the mainstream media to where they can't even fathom anything that we're talking about right now might be fact, might be true, truer than what they're they're getting spoon-fed in the mainstream media, be it local or national, it doesn't matter. It's all the same script. Um, I think Del Bigtree has already proved that when he was playing the audio of hundreds upon hundreds of television uh, newscasters. He edited all their audio together, and they were saying the same thing in unison. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is an agenda. What aren't people getting? It's an agenda. And, and you know what? People, it's very, very difficult, I think, for people who have been, and, and we all were for years. I don't care where we came come from. We were conditioned to be obedient. And, and, some of us, because of our upbringing, because of our, you know, for, for various reasons, some of us are, um, we're able to step away from that quicker. But it's hard. It's hard for people who have lived a lie and believed a lie for decades to, to step away from it and say, okay, that's a lie and I'm not going to do it anymore because they, they get... They get, they get addicted to it. They get attached to it. There's an emotional attachment. I've been living this way for decades, and if I have to admit that I'm not, you know, that, that, I'm, that I'm misled, that's, that's hard. It's hard for people. But I would, I would encourage, I, I talked through America's Frontline Flash. I did a, a segment there, and I just said, look, 
Doctors, you have been conditioned to believe in sources that are no longer trustworthy. Mm-hmm. But when you became a doctor, you were interested in the truth, you had an inquisitive mind, and I would just beg you to, to find a way to get back to that place. Start asking questions. Start looking for answers. Don't believe the sources that are being spoon-fed to you because they're not trustworthy. The CDC is not trustworthy. The WHO is not trustworthy. And then when you they do get inquisitive, they lose their careers. And a number of them, including doctors that I represent, have lost their career. But they have said, and, and this I applaud, they have said, I would rather lose my career than lose my soul. Right. And that's kind of the reason I walked away from corporate radio. Um, yes. I, I would rather move forward with this new technology, or it's not new technology, but you know, do, do so in a podcast. Use this microphone for a more uh for a more important reason than just talking about acdc records i still love acdc don't get me wrong but uh if there's a if there's a uh, a bigger more important mission that i can be a part of that's why i want to use this microphone from here on out uh i guess that would be comparable um in my view a little lesser comparable to you giving up your entire um legal career to to take to take this on uh, I'm just, I'm just. Whenever I talk to or read stories about people that are still on board with the BS of this whole scamdemic, it's you lived your entire life. I'll use myself as example as again. Uh, again, I was alive for when this all unfolded. I was 49 years old. I'm 51 now. So for almost 50 years of my entire life, I could, I was free to go anywhere I wanted do anything I wanted without having to prove or having a vaccination card or make sure I got a, a face diaper on or all this BS that was associated with with the uh, the scamdemic. How is somebody else not looking back going, wait, that, that was me too. I lived my entire life not having to do any of this. And all of a sudden, you changed that quick? And then you add to the fact so, that you know Trump was attacked for four years, and uh, and then suddenly this virus comes out of nowhere, and everything. My instincts after about three weeks of wearing a mask, I I just like something is not right. It's BS, and it felt just like you said, Matt. You said it felt very evil. Yeah, it felt so evil to me too, very evil. Well, I was the same way. You know, when this started, for a few weeks there, I was a little nervous. I was wiping down my groceries with, uh, you know, little wipes. Sanitizer everywhere. My wife. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. But this this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Immediately, it was obvious to me that it wasn't making sense. But but I will tell you, I I grew up in a house without a television. I read everything Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote before I was out of junior high, because my father was a, a, a Christian philosophy professor and a pastor, and the, our house was filled with books on uh, Marxist dissidents. Mm-hmm. So I, I began to recognize right away that what I was seeing was uh, tyranny. It was, it was an attempt to shut down free speech, to push a, a, a Marxist agenda. I mean, it was very, very clear to me. And yeah. it didn't take very long, and it began to hit me, and, and then I just... I. I never wore a mask, and I stopped wiping down my groceries because 
99.98% of the people that get COVID survive it. And it's the 10th in Kentucky. I know from my lawsuit and the research I did that it's roughly the 10th leading cause of death. It comes behind all kinds of things that we never called an emergency. We never pretended they were pandemics, including the flu. Right. And isn't it odd how the flu suddenly went away when this when this emerged? Yeah. All those numbers went away. Was it the same column, maybe? <laughs> well, it was. And I mean, if, if and anybody, I will tell you that anybody who hasn't watched uh, uh, Dr. Brian Artis uh, on on Watch the Water should should check that out. There's 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 so much to this that that is just evil. It's planned. It's patented. It's it's. It's disgusting what's been done to people. Okay, where do you stand on watch? Or, uh, is it watch the water? Right? Yeah, yeah. Where do you stand on? Because I was listening to Doctor Tenpenny a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's not a hundred percent on board with it. She's not going to write it off, but she needs to. She needs to learn a little bit more about it. What, what's your take after you watch the movie? Because we both watched it as well. Okay. Well, look, I'm not a doctor, but I have spent uh, a number of hours with. Um, Dr. Artis, uh, and in the last couple of weeks, I've visited with him in person. I've talked to him at great length. I, I believe um, that there is something there, and uh, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a pathologist, but but what I watch, I watch the uh, the one with, uh, the one standalone documentary, and then the ones with Mike Adams, and. To me, it, it resonated like truth. Yeah. And it was extremely well documented. Uh, the work that he's done has, has uh, it, it resonates like truth to me. That, that's all I can tell you. I, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm not a doctor, but but from what I heard, uh, and, and I've, I will tell you that I have spent thousands of hours uh, deep in the medical stuff. That doesn't make me a doctor. Right. But, um, it, I, I think anybody who listened to Doctor Artist and tried to ignore it, I think that would be that would be foolishness. I would. I, I, I have great respect for. Dr. Um, and I know that what he says can be made to sound crazy, but it connects a lot of dots. It did, and uh, I, I I really don't want to write it off. Um, it is a little bizarre. A lot of it is a little bizarre when it first when you're first told about it. Even even hearing our angle on the whole thing yeah. is a little bizarre to somebody that's just following the herd. Um, but you have yeah. to listen to these other things and at least open your mind because it's just it's dark as hell. It, we haven't been conditioned to to life with this. And um, you know, I'm still open to it. I mean, when you say snake venom, I'm th- <laughs> okay. Where's he going with this? And then after you watch the 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 whole movie, it kind of makes sense. A lot of questions well, get answered. If you if you listen to the if you look at the data, I mean, he has he has provided massive volumes of data. And I will tell you this: I mean, for what it's worth, you know, your listeners don't know me from Adam. But I've spent many, many, many thousands of hours studying not just the COVID-19 stuff, but the history of the Luciferians and the One World Order. And, and 
uh, I, what Dr. Artis is presenting is exactly true to have how they behave and, and it's it's their modus operandi and it's been in the works for years yeah I was watching the movie the other day um, I was watching Mission Impossible number two and in that movie they talk they, they there's the bad guy creates a virus and a vaccine he creates the virus so he can make the entire world sick he calls it chimera and they define chimera in that movie uh, they define they define chimera as a beast that has the head of a lion and the tail of a serpent and they um, they, they they spread it airborne and the idea is to get as much of the world possible sick so that they can then cure them with the vaccine and make billions of dollars off the vaccine. And the guy says, look, I did this for the money. I'm in here to make my billions of dollars. And it, it's, it's, it's a complete description of what's happening right now. So do you think it's that in the year 2000, do you think that might be the cabal giving you the advanced note? Cause they're, they're supposed to let it be known what they're doing and not hide anything is that is that maybe a sign of what they were given i i to me it seems really obvious that they're oh and they also tell one of the uh, operatives in that movie that his his disguise is going to be to hide in plain sight and i'm like yeah that's what these guys are doing they're, they're putting it out for us and it's there for, for those who have eyes to see and you know, I'm gonna. I've used this movie as an example for a long. It's actually a children's movie. Have you ever seen the animated movie Wally? I have. Yeah, it's oh. been a while. I did watch that. Okay, so to for anyone that might have forgotten about it, it's a love story about a trash compactor that falls in love with a computer, right? I believe it's a Disney flick. I'm not 100% right now, but I believe it's a Disney flick. It's a trash compactor that falls in love with a computer. But forget that. I want you to pay attention to what what has happened to planet Earth. It has been decimated. But more importantly, what are the people in the in that movie? They've all got their faces buried in electronic devices. They've all all been trained to have the system do everything for them. They've done it for so long and so much that the bone density in their bodies is almost non-existent. Do you kind of see with the with uh, iPhones and iPads? Are we not kind of living that way right now and falling down? Does that is that striking a chord? Because that's when my wife and I saw that movie years ago, and cell phones were becoming all the rage. I was like, "Huh, this is weird." Do you think I'm weird for jumping to that conclusion? No, I don't. I mean, I've, I've got the head start of having been raised without a television, but I don't think you're. I don't think that's weird at all. That's that's what's happening. There's no question about it. I mean, people are. And I, I listened to a, an article written by a doctor out of I think maybe England. I, I don't remember, but talking about uh, virtual reality and how somebody was doing virtual reality an adult and they were standing on the edge of a cliff in in the game that they were playing and somebody from behind pushed them on their back and they collapsed on the floor and they almost had a heart attack wow. because they thought they were falling off the cliff and this person was saying virtual reality is going to become like people are, are not going to go to work anymore they're going to they're 
They're going to be in a 3D space. They're going to put on their virtual reality headphones, and we're all going to be isolated, and we're going to just be living in the maker. And, and so, I, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're crazy for thinking that way. I think a lot of people have been conditioned and indoctrinated by technology. And I want to acknowledge the people that might be listening to the to this conversation, thinking we are complete nut jobs. For I get it, man. I understand why you think this is so weird. But you just start. You have to start observing a little bit more. And I think you're going to join us in putting pieces together. But I completely acknowledge that this sounds jacked. And the, I've never thought I'd be having conversations about a, a child's movie that is uh, uh, a glimpse into your future or is maybe conditioning you to accept this is what's going to be. I never in a million years would have thought I'd be talking about this crap. But I think that's you where know, we're going. Movies now. I, I was watching uh, Spider-Man, uh, one of the Spider-Man movies where he's fighting Mysterio. I, I don't remember which one it is because I just watched... I watch pieces of movies or I watch them on high speed. But I was watching this Spider-Man movie and he, he jumps off a wall or he jumps out of a window and he lands in this red mist that's emanating from Mysterio. And uh, just for one second, the, the camera zooms up to a bird's eye view and then it drops back down. In that bird's eye moment, Spider-Man is standing in a pentagram. Uh, a, a, a Luciferian satanic circle. Right. The symbol of America standing in a pentagram just for a minute. It's just gratuitous. It has nothing to do with the movie. And then it drops back down and Mysterio is advancing on Spider-Man. And in the movie, Mysterio is using drones to create holograms and, and, and false reality. And as Spider-Man is advancing, I mean, Mysterio is advancing on Spider-Man, the camera kind of zooms in, and for one second you can see that on each of his shoulders he has the all-seeing Lucifer and um, that, that we see on the dollar bill. Can you repeat and, that? We had a little glitch in the phone when you said, right after Luciferian, what did you say? Um, so Mysterio has the all-seeing Luciferian eye, like the one we see on the dollar bill. Gotcha, gotcha. The, 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 the all-seeing eye. And he's walking towards Spider-Man, and he says to him, he says, people are so easy to fool when they're already fooling themselves. And I, it's just, we've been conditioned to fool ourselves for a long time. And it's hard to step out of that when, when for 40-plus you know, years you've been receiving the same conditioning. Yeah. Scary man, and I, I'm I'm hoping things turn around quick. Do you think things are about to turn around with, you know, with uh, two thousand mules coming out and all this information slowly spilling? Do you think you know? Do you think things are near the end of this insanity, this evil insanity? Or are we going to be duking this out for the rest of our lives at this level? I I believe that we are nearing the end. I think that that the the, the what I see is that we're winning victories and that the, the game is, is changing in our favor. And the desperation on the other side, you know, they're hiding, they're, they're, run, they're running, they're doing cover-ups now. Like, it's, it's, it's different. In the beginning, 
they were they were telling the narrative. Now they're covering up and hiding the truth, and and they're running like they're scared. And, and that's, I think we just we have to we have to keep the faith and keep pushing forward. Because the insanity right now is off the charts with everything that the left is, and and deep state. But let's go further than just the left. The yeah. insanity that we're being exposed to is off the freaking charts. And would would you agree with that? This is them going. They're playing every little, throwing in every little gameplay that they have. They're throwing it all in, and it's not just the left. I mean, I'm not a political guy, but I know, you know, in Kentucky, we've got Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is a Republican, but he's a China puppet. Right. And he has no integrity whatsoever, from what I can tell. Um, And so it's on both sides. And, um, but but they're losing, they're losing ground. And we're gaining ground. And it's David and Goliath. Right. You know, I come from a two-stoplight town. I'm I'm nothing special. I'm just trying to stand in the gap. And but I see them beginning to fall around the country. I see uh, lawsuits gaining ground. I mean, for God's sake, are we about to overturn Roe versus Wade? And people are losing their minds over that, but they don't even know what it means. And then you see right issue. And the states are going to get to decide for themselves the way the Constitution intended that that they do um, as to whether or not they're going to have abortions in their state. And people can move if they don't like it to a state where they allow it. But uh, people don't understand that, and they're just conditioned to lose their mind. And they've been told, okay, now lose your mind, and they, they start doing it. You see but, things like but, the, the mini Ministry of Truth. You think why would they be doing that? Well, it's because they have to. <laughs> They're losing. Yeah. And I, and who are the I, only ones that have done it in the past? I mean, we we know the answer to that question. It's Stalin. It's Hitler. It's Mussolini. It's it's all the good guys from the history books. So, and, and, uh, obviously, that's sarcasm <laughs> yeah. for the people that don't understand sarcasm. That was uh, complete sarcasm. Uh, and and all of a sudden, Joe Biden wants to force it upon us. They they don't want you knowing the truth. Yeah, the truth. It, it, look, the truth is everything. Alexander yeah. Solzhenitsyn wrote an article before he was kicked out of the Soviet Union. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn was. I, I'll have people do their own research, but he wrote an article called "Live Not by Lies," and he said lies only have uh, power when they have a home. And everyone, it's not your job to shout it in the marketplace, to shout the truth. But don't give the lie a home. Just live not by lies. Like, tell the truth. When you're, when you're sitting in the restaurant with people, don't sit there and, and agree to a lie. Because it's easy. Right. That's pre- people are afraid. Lies lies will die. People are afraid, and it's. I'm glad you brought that up because we were at church on uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Our pastor brought up the sweet and salty and people love having sweet conversations and you know fluffy and you know oh we had a great soccer game over the weekend blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. we don't want to have the salty conversations because we're afraid of we're afraid of confrontation we're afraid of these are conversations that need to be said though they need to be had yeah. and you're not meant to be friends with everybody and that's okay I'm not saying let's go out and start fights and wars, but let's not let's stop avoiding the salty conversations. 
Right. We got to speak the truth. I, I remember a, a, <laughs> a song by um, the, one of one of my all-time favorites, um, and, and it, it says, uh, "It's hard for me to lose so many friends along the way, but the road I'm walking on it gets more narrow every day." Yes. That's one of the lines in the song. I like that. And we we have to look for the we have to look for the truth because I would rather be surrounded by people who will tell me the truth even when it hurts than to be surrounded by people who will you know massage me with lies. Right. That's, that's useful. And and what's the benefit of that besides a little bit of oh feel good moment eh, every, but you learned nothing. Nothing resulted. Nothing benefited from that. And we are so afraid of confrontation. I think, uh, you know, the nation has just been being conditioned to be, except being spineless. Exactly. It's true. true. We need to not be afraid of confrontation. We need to surround ourselves with people who are willing to confront us. If if you have the courage to confront me, I want you to be my friend. Right. And it's okay to have a debate, man. That doesn't mean I want your business set on fire. That doesn't mean I want your children thrown off a cliff. Uh, Let's have a debate, man. Let's take the, the benefit of my view, the benefit of your view, find some kind of common ground in between, and come up with a better idea for both of us that works for everybody. Yep. And to do that, it, it, we're going to have a little debate. Where there's going to be a little bit of awkwardness. But that's okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree 100%. We've got to be afraid not of the awkwardness. We have to be afraid of the lie. And we have to hunt for the truth. And we have to surround ourselves with people who care about the truth. And if, the, if you care about the truth, then and, and if I'm off base, then tell me so. And let me let me learn from you. But speaking, if you're faith, then you learn from me. Speaking of the truth, can we talk a little bit about your cases with patients being put on remdesivir? I want oh to get back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to get back to the uh, the Pfizer data dump and everything COVID related uh, before we let you go. But uh, remdesivir, pick it up for uh, some of the cases uh, that you're dealing with. So. You have listeners right now who don't know about remdesivir. Remdesivir was tested uh, against Ebola, but the problem with remdesivir was that it killed 56% of the people that it was put into. I think it was 56. It might have been 60, but it was it was killing most of the people it was given to in the Ebola trials, and so the government discontinued it. Now Fauci has. Um, Fauci has said the Ebola trials prove that it's safe and effective. But what the Ebola trials actually show is that it was murdering too many people, so they had to discontinue it. Now, remdesivir blows up your uh, your kidneys. I'm not using medical terminology because I'm not a doctor, but um, it, but it but it kills people. It's it's a murderous, poisonous drug, and it was. It, uh, and and uh, um, a group of people went before the CDC to get, um, and the FDA to get emergency use authorization, and they claimed it was safe and effective. Nine, I believe it was nine, and nine of those people um, had financial stakes in Gilead Sciences, which uh, manufactures remdesivir. So this drug starts being used. Now, one of the cases I'm involved in 
is a case where a gentleman who was in his 70s doing chin-ups the day before he went into the hospital. Went into the hospital. He was there for three days. After three days, he was breathing, breathing hospital room air, and he was normal in all aspects, according to his medical charts. Mm-hmm. But they put him in a room, said he, was a, he had COVID pneumonia, which is some made-up BS. There's no such thing as COVID pneumonia. But they said he had COVID pneumonia, and they blocked his family from visiting him, and they put a BiPAP machine on his face and started forcing oxygen into him at rates that he, he was struggling with. And if they, and if they put an oxygen machine on you and they run it at a, at a very high rate, you end up struggling for oxygen because you're trying to, you're just fighting to breathe. Mm-hmm. So they put this on him. They gave him remdesivir against his wishes. He, he required, he requested not to be given remdesivir, but they did anyway. And they gave him 27 shots of Tylenol in 24 hours. And even though he didn't complain of any pain, they just started pumping Tylenol into him, which overloaded his kidneys. And they flooded him with a continuous um, IV of Benadryl, which dried, a, dried out his lungs. And he, he kept trying to take his mask off, so they tied his arms out like he was, he looked like he was crucified when he died. Oh his, his arms God. were out to the side. His, his, he looked like he came straight out of the Holocaust. His skin was all drawn into his skeleton. His mouth was open. He was gasping for air. And uh, when his family came to get him, to finally liberate him, they gave him for nine days no no uh, food, no water of any kind, just remdesivir. And a lot of folks are calling it the statute protocol. Um, and what we know is that that if they give remdesivir to exclusion of all other remedies, don't give you ivermectin, proven to work. Don't give you hydroxychloroquine. Don't give you, you know, if they, if they only offer remdesivir, then there's a Medicare, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, I have to double check that, which is which, but um, there's a code, and they get a 20% bump on the entire hospital visit. If they use remdesivir. If they use remdesivir to exclusion of all their remedies, they get a 20% bump on the entire hospital visit. They can add the code. And get paid an extra twenty percent. So that's what that's the part that I'm trying to convey. The little bit that I know of this and you you know more than the doctors know even more, or the, the doctors that are willing to do good know even more. Yeah. There is a financial kickback for these people yeah, to have COVID. There is there is money to be made. And that <sighs> That is what I think people are having a, a, a problem struggling with. They're, they're struggling with the fact that there's there's actually money to be made off this. Let me tell you. Here's what they did in Kentucky. And they've done this in all 50 states, but at different levels. In Kentucky, first of all, they did a shutdown and they, and they stopped all, um, they called it elective surgeries. So hospitals were struggling financially. Okay. Then... They said, well, okay, if you put someone in your hospital and you say that they have COVID, we're going to give you $16,000. But if you incubate them, if you put a tube down into their lungs and start pumping oxygen into them, we're going to give you an extra $39,000. 
But if they die in your hospital and you write COVID on the death certificate and you don't have to have a test, you don't, if, if you think they were, looked uncomfortable, they had a cough, they had a little fever, there's about nine or 10 different criteria that were all super vague. And they said, if you have any of these things going on, you call it COVID. Now, guess what the, guess what the bonus check is? I'm guessing $100,000. How much was that? $297,000 on top of the 39 and the 16. Wow. So here you got hospitals struggling financially. And now you've highly incentivized, you know, and doctors are going, you know what? I'm going to either lose my job or I'm going to put COVID on the death certificate. And for all I know, they had COVID. So we're just going to put it on there because that is where the, that's where the money is. And a lot of sort of more or less honest doctors but who are just trying to save their livelihood, they're doing what the administrators tell them. And they're putting COVID on there. But now, Where's their if soul? they murder someone with remdesivir, they're getting 20% on top of all that. And they get to say COVID at the end. Where's their soul? Exactly. And, and, but, but, and some of these doctors, they've just been conditioned to believe what they've been handed. And I, and I wanna I wanna give them some credit and say, look, these guys and gals, a lot of them are just trying to survive and they don't have the margin to even do their own research. But I have begged them in other um, podcasts and episodes, I've said, look, go back to where you first were, ask questions, think critically. Yeah, and acknowledge that the resources that you've been handed, that you've been spoon-fed, they're not trustworthy. Should Use your common sense? Should uh, Should Anthony Fauci be in jail right now? Anthony Fauci should be dangling from the end of a rope. Wow, he's a mass murderer. Yes, and you know, for the people uh, that aren't familiar with uh, Fauci's uh, history, I mean. You take remdesivir and you apply it to the scamdemic known as uh, COVID. Could AZT also be the remdesivir of the AIDS epidemic? Uh, I, I will tell you that I have done some pretty deep dives into this. I read Robert Milner's book. I found it and I read it. You can find it online. Um, uh, AIDS is, from what I can understand, it's not a virus. And the and, and and it was sort of the warm up for Fauci. He took a he took the drug that was sitting on the shelves. He started pumping it into people, saying that he was curing them with AIDS, but he was actually causing AIDS with mm-hmm. it. Um, and um, there's, in my mind, there's a clear connection between what he was doing then and what's happening now. Wow. And it's like then he, he, he killed his millions, and now he's killing his, his billions. I don't know the exact number. You know, it's odd that so, uh, we refer to Dr. Kevorkian as Dr. Death, where it's clearly Anthony Fauci, and some people refuse. As the University of Michigan this past weekend, they just gave him an honorary degree of whatever, murder? I'm not sure, but they just acknowledged him at their graduation ceremonies. And just to see him in a cap and gown being... Uh, acknowledged in the positive light that he was, it made me want to s- get sick all over my computer screen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so disturbing and disgusting. You he's, know, he's an evil person, and he's comp- 
completely sold his soul. He's murdering people left and right for the money. And I, I, I mean, I, you know, he's he was created by God. I, I, and I'm I'm willing to say that I would love to see him redeemed. But at this moment in time, he's a horribly evil murderer, and he should be dangling at the end of a rope. You know, COVID was never even isolated, so. In my mind, it's not a virus at all. Um, I've never really bought into it ever since I heard, you know, the Canadians had a case and they took it to court and they won, and the city dropped all the mandates. Um, it's not been isolated. And so, this, to me, in a way, this this makes me wonder if we're not back to Brian Artis. If we're not, and it's watched a water documentary. If we're not, if we're not back, where? If we're not back to Brian Artis, Dr. Brian Artis? Yeah. I, you know, because, you know, it's not a virus, but it's something. It's something. Yep. And what is And And we start looking at the evidence that Dr. Artis has presented, and it gets quite interesting for anybody who's paying attention. Right. I've got one more question for you, um, for myself. Uh, do you think these people will ever be held accountable? And what about Nuremberg? Well, I mean, my goodness, I've, I, the letters that I write to help folks say, you know, blaming it on your superiors and saying, well, I was ordered to do this, that didn't work for the doctors in Nuremberg who were convicted of crimes against humanity and, and executed. Will these people be held accountable? I, I, I pray to God that they will be. And I've made it my life's mission to try to help make sure that happens. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I will say this, and I'll go beyond that. I hope they will be in the courts right now, because I still have faith in our system. Even though it's damaged, I don't think it's broken beyond repair. But in the end, God, God won this victory at Calvary, and they will be held accountable. Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael, thank you so much. Um, we kept you a lot longer than we had anticipated originally. Um, but for you, I'm, I'm just honored to have this conversation with you. I, I hope that you'll join us again in the future. Um, if there is like a one-stop shop for somebody that's finally considering getting on board that COVID is a complete lie, the biggest lie ever told, where should they go online so they can start educating themselves? The one-stop shop, the most important place to go to get all the truthful information of the lies that we've been spoon-fed for over two years now. Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I would say maybe my partner's website, rens-law.com, Tom Renz, um, he, he's got so much useful information on his website. He seems to have uh, never-ending energy. He keeps that website updated. Where my website has good information, but it's but I can't keep up the way he does. I just don't know when he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> so Renz is spelled R-E-N-Z is in zipper hyphen law. Yep, R-E-N-Z is in zipper hyphen law dot com. Um, we'll put you on his website, and he has a tremendous amount of really useful information on there. All right. 
Michael again, Michael Hamilton from Cornerstone Attorney, well, part of the American uh, America's Frontline Doctors Legal Team. And uh, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Um, we met each other about three weeks ago in um, here in the Cincinnati area. I was honored to uh, just shake your hand, and I knew that you were somebody that we wanted to have on the show. And thank you for uh, taking the time out this morning to join us. You are an awesome individual, and I, I stand give you a standing ovation for doing away with your private practice to to fight this and make this your life's mission. You are you are incredible, Mike. Brother, I got to tell you, I'm I'm very honored to be on the show. I, I I'm thankful for what you're doing, uh, your willingness to stand in the gap uh, against this tidal wave of evil that is sweeping our country is phenomenal. And I'll be more than happy to come back on your show. And I'm I'm thankful to be here today. Awesome. You, you have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye Thank bye. You, buddy. Michael Hamilton, again, of Cornerstone Attorney, part of America's Frontline Doctors legal team. Um, again, that conversation went a lot longer. Hopefully, for for some people that were on the fence, um, not knowing whether to make heads or tails about this or that when it comes to the scamdemic, um, hopefully you learned something. If you're brand new to the topic and you were completely uh, against people that lean the way Bill and I do and we've been just not buying into the crap, hopefully that... Gave you a glimpse of yeah. what's really going on, yeah. and uh, the, the the continued insane amount of lies that's being told to us by the mainstream media. It's off the charts, and that's why every day when you hear something that's even more insane than the previous, it's because the deep state, the cabal, the left, the anyone that's associated with Biden and Pelosi, and it's, it's one big uh, Obamas, Clintons. They're all associated. Bill Bill Gates, George Soros, uh, that uh, Kalari guy. Who's that evil, weird? Kalari. Uh, 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 Hilari. Kalari is his yeah. last name. And then yeah. uh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah. It's all part of the same organization, and they're attached <laughs> to. They're attached to the uh, the COVID scam. They're attached to the the election fraud. They're attached to. Uh, the BS over in Ukraine and uh, with with it's all one big lap of crap. It is, and they're easy to identify right now because they've all got COVID. And then they're the ones acknowledge, oh, I got COVID. But and they, why? Why? Because they're building towards another election fraud. Right. We got it coming up in November, and uh, you know they're they're trying to start this. And it's not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's freaking true. It is. It's playing out right in front of you. And hopefully that conversation, why is it that people are not, uh, it's almost as if they're afraid because, because they've labeled it a conspiracy, they're afraid to go there? Is that why they won't? I There's a part of me that they, they're just afraid to acknowledge they've been had. Some of them, but I mean, I'm sure they're, they're not all like that. I mean, not all of them, yeah. but again, some of them are just, really, do I have to acknowledge to everyone I know that I fell into it, that I was had, that I was lied to and bought it? Uh, that I was scared into. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're we're gonna open our arms and embrace you and welcome you to Saneville again. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna hold anybody because I get it. I understand. We were all conditioned to believe that whatever is told on the mainstream media, especially when it comes to the the, the news, 
how long have we lived our lives going, okay, well, we need to know what's going on. Put on the evening news. That's where we get it. Well, behind the curtain, there is some big dollars being cut. Pfizer. Yeah. Some big checks were being cut, and then all of a sudden, everyone got on board. I really have no feeling for anyone that does news for a living, be it local or national. No. I mean... They're all in it. You're just doing it, it for a paycheck? You're just you're just reading the teleprompter for a paycheck? You evil son of a bitch? I really? Know. I can't even fathom it. And then the people in the medical industry that are still, oh man, we got an extra 200 grand if this one uh, dies... You know, having having a, a ham sandwich on their chest while they're eh, fifteen minutes, he should be gone. There's another three hundred. Call the wife. We yeah. got a bonus. We're going to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> How it's disgusting. Minus the, the the ham sandwich on the chest part. That's about what's going on. Wrap your head around that. You remember last Christmas we couldn't put together uh, bonuses. <laughs> Bust out the envelopes, baby. This one, we got another stiff. Woohoo! How many families oh God, it's are without loved ones right now? There's, you know? There's people dropping left and right. And it sickens me that I used to work for a company where our. Oh, I would love to give her name. She was such a great human being, man. She was such a cool lady. And she's no longer with us. She was a year and a half away from retirement. Retirement. And she asked me, Matt, why aren't you getting the shot? You've got a family. I said, her name? I said, I can't do it. This just feels evil. And she goes, I understand. I I get where you're at. I get it. But she goes, you're going to lose your job because of it. I go, I'm going to stand here until they force me out. And they didn't renew my contract because I said no. Well, and, and some people stayed behind. They did it for their own reason. I'm the fact that she's dead. She was a year and a half away from retirement, and she died because she just wanted to make it to the finish line. She never made it to the finish line because the company mandated it. I know that's why she's dead. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, it sickens me, man. Yeah. And the fact that they're still running, and they're still operating, and these radio stations are still putting out the, the propaganda, it effing sickens me. Yep. I had a nice, fat salary. I was living comfortably. I was still doing what I was loved doing, and all of a sudden, this thing rears its ugly head, and I go, this ain't right. I walked away. She didn't. She's dead. And uh, yeah, I, I can't believe this is the world we're living in, man. Never would have dreamed anything like this would have ever happened in my lifetime. That's for sure. Um, okay, uh, Michael Hamilton, and uh, we, we're going way long today, but I think it's uh, a lot of good information came out of that phone conversation. Yeah. And yep. let's just cover a couple of the stories that we know we wanted to get to, and then we'll call it a day and uh, be back to normal tomorrow. Uh, despite high vaccine coverage and the simultaneous occurrence of every emerging, uh, all the, uh, I should say, ever emerging ver- variants, miswrote that. 
Um, the CDC continues to claim it is a myth that COVID-19 jabs cause variants on its website. They say new variants of a virus happen because the virus that causes COVID-19 constantly changes through a natural ongoing process of mutation. As the uh, virus spreads, it has more opportunities to change. High vaccination coverage in a population reduces the spread of the virus and helps prevent new variants from emerging. CDC recommends that every everyone five years of age and older get vaccinated as soon as possible. So, on March 8th of this year, uh, an organization known as ICANN, which stands for Informed Consent Action Network, you want to look them up at ICANN.org, uh, through their attorneys, filed a Freedom of Information Act request asking for its evidence that vaccines decrease variants. And that's specifically what they sought is this. All documents sufficient to support that the immunity conferred by COVID-19 vaccines, jab, does not contribute to virus evolution and the emergence of variants. The CDC's response, a search of our records failed to reveal any documents pertaining to your request. This is the CDC, meaning that the CDC could not find any documents to support its own claim that COVID-19 vaccines do not contribute to the emergence of variants. This is the same response they received from the, uh, the CDC when they asked for all documents sufficient to support that COVID-19 vaccines do not create or cause variants of the virus uh, that causes COVID-19. So the CDC lied. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not telling most of, the, most of our... But just to, to hear their... This is nothing new to our, our viewers... But just to hear the blatancy from their own response. Sorry. Wait, you you put this information out, and now we're asking you for documentation and confirmation. And you're saying we don't have it on record. The same thing happened with with it being isolated. They were contacted. I heard a, a recording of this phone call. And they have nothing to prove that it was ever isolated. It is a lie. It's a lie. Everything that Michael was tell- talking about, it's a it's a freaking lie. Yep. Please share this video with people. This is getting back to the sweet and salty conversation. Forward this, tell them to listen to the entire phone conversation. Tell them to visit the website rens-law.com. You might lose a friend over it, but you might save their life. What's most important here? And then encourage them to start digging for answers. Do some research instead of listening to people. That's how you well, get in trouble. Listening to the mainstream media. Those exactly. are the wrong people. Right. Because we're people still. Well, yeah, well, right. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> I guess I should have clarified more of listening to people that are telling you the other yeah, side. The other yeah. side, the truth. There's two sides to every story. So, right? Learn both sides. That's what my mom used to say. Yep. Missouri celebrating uh, really, really good news. They uh, they have passed uh, election uh, integrity bill, and this particular bill will ban drop boxes, ballot harvesting, Zuckerbucks, and they are also requiring photo ID. So, wow, yeah, a state has a clue. Can you believe it? So, I think that uh, every state could learn from them, and they should be. Every state should be doing that. Do we know how many states are about to flip? Because I don't know. Two thousand, not because of two thousand mules, but I don't know. I I haven't collected I think, the the number. I think <laughs> I had heard a report early this morning that there's a lot more ready to to flip to flip. 
I and at so. that point, what happens? I mean, we can't keep a bumbling fool in. You got to give the diamonds back, right? Right. That bill in Missouri, by the way, was HB 1878, if you want to look it up. Yesterday, Joe Biden delivered remarks on inflation and his non-existent plan to do anything about it. Um, a, he's never really given a, damn, given a damn about America. B, even if he did, he couldn't formulate an idea. Uh, as usual, Joe's speech was full of lies and gaffes. Uh, things went sideways when Joe, ba- and they always do. <laughs> Whenever he decides yep. to take questions from reporters, I would love to see somebody behind the scenes as soon as they you know, see on the the, the 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 monitor, and I'll take some questions. They probably just go no. No! No! Shut the mic off! They're probably waving from both left and right. (laughs) So things went sideways for Joe when he decided to take questions from reporters. One guy asked about uh, Senator Rick Scott saying Biden should resign is uh, unwell, unfit for office, incoherent, incapacitated, and confused. Um, Biden forced a smile and shot back. Resign? That's a good idea. That was his response to that. But it was nice to hear a reporter say those words to him because the response, the answers are in the eyes. Oh, yeah. When he put on that fake used car salesman smile that he's been wearing for 50 some odd years, that that it's almost too wide. Yeah. It almost looks like the Joker, like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even do, I can't even imitate it. It's like, it's like too many teeth. And it's just, I mean, the corners go up to here. You know, when he smiles, yeah. like, yeah. Anyway, um, I was looking in his eyes as the question was being asked, and his eyes answered, he, he's aware of how gone he is and how fake this whole situation is. You could see it in his eyes. Just look at that. Put, put the face diaper on. What do you think? They yeah. threatened him to be the president, you know, to run as president, or they would do something? At this point, I would say the threat was probably given to Jill. Mm. I think he is so out to lunch that it, it's her. Yeah, could well be. And he's just putting on a suit every day and reading whatever they put in, and then they they power him down at night. And on the weekends, they shuffle him up to the uh, the cottage. You know, you ever see that uh, Aerosmith video where um, put a mask on his face so he'll shut up? There's right? an Aerosmith video where, like, this is from the late '80s. Was this from Permanent Vacation? I think it was mid '80s, late '80s. The members of Aerosmith all came in boxes. You know, different. You know, they brought out Steven Tyler's torso. Then they they eventually put them together, and all of a sudden, it's Aerosmith on stage performing. That's how I envision them carting Joe around. You know, <laughs> they they bring his upper torso, they screw the head on every morning, they give him a couple of legs, and they go. They bring out the app. Okay, he can go. You know. Well, you know, I won't. I won't even say it. I won't even go there. <laughs> In other words, the conspiracy that's out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You are biting. You CGI? Even, yeah. Whatever the it clone. is. Whatever it is. Even Trump. I watched another video, and he says, I don't think that's him. I. That's not him. Okay, Trump well, said that. If Trump said those words, because he's dropping a lot of subliminal messages throughout his uh, yeah. throughout his uh, speeches and rallies. Yeah. 
And if he said that, I don't believe it's him. I believe that Trump might. I, again, this sounds whacked. I know. I, I'm, I know. I, I agree with the person that's going, here they go again. <laughs> I, I get it, man. <laughs> believe me, I'm on board with you. But there's so much insanity unfolding. It's everywhere. You've got to at least acknowledge it. Yeah. And if Trump said those words, there might be some truth behind that. This ain't this ain't Biden. And when I talked about one time about him being taken out, dead. So you think he's no longer even with us? I don't know. And he was taken to no. It's not. It's not, what I, it's not really what I think. I don't know, but I hear all of these things in in a world of chaos and in a world of lies. Just enough to you, be believable. You you kind of listen. You find yourself listening to everything because we're all searching for truth. And I also remember, and you will remember too, uh, Trump on stage saying he was shot. Now, when he said those words, I he I shot. I took it as he's no longer usable. Yeah, like if you have a a couch that's the the springs are shot. But it seems like he would say his brain's not even there or something like that well, instead of saying that could be he taken a different way. You know, the, the guy's shot, meaning he's no longer of yeah, use. I, I know what you're saying, but uh, Tr- Trump knows something. Oh, definitely. Trump, Trump actually, Trump knows everything. He knows everything. He, but uh, he lastly, there. there was another reporter that asked uh, Joe Biden yesterday, "How long should Americans be prepared to pay this much at the pump? And are you concerned about the recession?" Um, you know what his answer was? <laughs> no. He turned around and walked away from the mic. <laughs> That's your president. Yeah. Kind of. I love that man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's something. Um, that we need to keep in mind. I don't. It may have already happened. I'm not sure. Uh, but the Senate is supposed to is supposed to vote today on an abortion bill that's so evil that actual witches and warlocks are op- openly celebrating it. Uh, every night, witches and warlocks dressed in the standard issue black satanic worship garbage. Do where do we have these people on video? <laughs> no, I, I'm sure they are though. I'm sure they are. They've set up spell circles, attempting to cast hexes and curses on the justices. Unhinging screams and demonic-sounding howls have been ringing night and day, and it's all because they're going to vote to try to make abortion permanent in the Senate. There's a vote today. And what's frightening is Schumer is threatening that if they don't get the 60 votes, he's going to do the filibuster, and all they will need is 50 with Harris is the winning vote to make it 51 votes. And if they do... Boy, I wonder which way she'll lean. Well, well, we can pray for her. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Um, right, it's more like an exorcism. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, if they do away with the filibuster, they're going to ram all kinds of crap through. Like, what is that, H.R. 1, the uh, vote fraud bill... And, and they'll get through the Build Back Better bill and all this garbage that will basically be the downfall of America. But it's pretty scary. If the presidency isn't legit, yes, does any of this matter? In, in the long run, no. But in the short term, there's going to be some really bad I'm, chaos. I'm believing that none of this is going to play out. 
and it's all being forced into the people that are still having their head buried in the sand. I don't think any of it's going to come to fruition. And then when all is said and done, it's just enough evil, twisted, and insanity to be right up on the, 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 the mountain's edge. Mm-hmm. Just so everyone can see it. This is where they want to take you. And tomorrow... Uh, we got some last-minute intel. But because the presidency is not legit, it'll be just enough information to to convince the people or at least get them to acknowledge, no, this is not what I want for my America. This is not what I want for my life. This is not what I want for my family. This is not what I want for my future. Um, I believe this is all... We're just being exposed to the insanity. The deep state cabal left, extreme left are going all in because they, they, they've already lost. Like Michael was talking, they've already lost. And they're just pushing in all the... Everything that they wanted to be played out slowly over 16 years, two terms of Obama, two terms of Hillary. Again, we've said this a few weeks ago. Donald Trump stepped in, called them out, and forced them to up their up their the up the speed. Yeah. Now again, it, you know, it, it's hard it's almost every day you're seeing something. Yeah. It, it's hard to get an entire society to go bam, okay. But you can over 16 years slowly turn everyone's head without realizing that oh my god, this is Armageddon. But you've already accepted it. Halfway through, you've already accepted it. You've you've conditioned yourself. Things sl- sink in slowly. But Trump yeah. was the one that went bam and forced them to play their hand. We got to go all in with all of our cards. Yeah. And uh, at that point, somebody on the left that hates Orange Man, Orange Man bad, he's just so rude when he tweets. I can't handle the honesty. <laughs> I can't handle it. Oh, I need my safe space again. I need to be held. Where's my nipple? Where's my nipple? Okay. Those types of people need the head jerk to realize, oh, wow, this is bizarre. Yes, it's bizarre. And I don't think it's going to play out. Yeah. Well, based on some intel that we got early this morning, Mm -hmm. we'll go into that tomorrow. But uh, I think we got some good news. I'll just leave it at that. That's your tease? That's my tease. Oh, don't good miss, Lord, man. Don't, don't miss the show tomorrow. All right. Well, let's wrap it up for today. Before we do that, though, uh, I do have some uh, an audio here on the abortion thing, and it's something that everybody needs to hear. If, if this is uh, – this is, well, let me just put it this way. It's, it's a doctor, Dr. Anthony Laventino. Don't say Fauci. No, no, no. And this guy explains to you – a little bit more about abortion. It's something graphic and something everybody needs to hear. Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions perform between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks, but she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. 
If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called the SOFR clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester Dini abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. And I don't play that to... I took my headphones off because I couldn't listen to any more of that. Yeah, I don't play it to... Uh... Well, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of folks that believe in abortion. And I think all of us need to hear the reality of what an abortion is. A little wake-up call. Of what's going on. I know it's, I won't be eating lunch today. It's terrible. All right. So I'd say pray for those people in our uh, our Senate that are making that decision today. Pray against it. Uh, we don't want abortion legalized. I'm about ready to lose whatever little food I had in me this morning. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, can I put my headphones back on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's wrap things up. And uh, that is the Freedom Ring. We appreciate everyone watching live on Rumble. And uh, again, access all the... All the platforms at freedomringshow.com. Thank you again to Mr. Michael Hamilton from Cornerstone Attorney, part of the America America's Frontline Doctors Legal Team. Again, anything that you need to know regarding the COVID scam, renslaw.com. That's rens, R-E-N-Z, hyphen, law.com. I'm Matt Toludo. That's Bill Spry. This is the Freedom Ring. Be good to each other and have a great, good rest of your day. Later.